back to a uh, very delayed but new episode of Three Gossip Girls Pod. I'm Liz. And I'm Michelle. And tonight we are joined by a very, very special guest. We have XOXO Poshup Girl with us. Thank you so much for joining us on this evening. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Okay, so we need to know all the details. What is your Gossip Girl journey? How did you start Poshup Girl? Okay, so I watched Gossip Girl many years ago, and I was just immediately enthralled with the lifestyles, the glamour, everything, especially the wardrobes. Mm -hmm. So when quarantine came around, as the world was on lockdown, I decided, you know what, I am going to get into start selling Gossip Girl clothing. So I have an online store on Poshmark and eBay where I sell the exact like on-screen designer clothing to the ones worn on the show by Blair, Serena, a little bit of Jenny. Um, And so I have been doing it for about two years now. I started at the beginning of quarantine and I mean, it's only gone uphill from here. So I have following on Instagram, TikTok, and I really enjoy doing it. So fun. How did you, how are you finding these pieces? So, I mean, I can't reveal any trade secrets, but (laughs) I will tell you that sourcing is all online um, and they are, you know, the exact designer pieces that are like dead stock from 2007, 2008, 2009. So they are hard to find, um, which I think buyers love because it's always so fun to get to own something that your favorite celebrity wore. Absolutely. What was the first piece that kind of got all of this going? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I can tell you exactly what it was. And this is actually one of my best sellers. It's one of the rarest pieces, but I've had, I want to say about three of them. And whenever I can get them in stock, these dresses fly immediately. So it's the um, the Marc Jacobs Joelle, like white dress that Blair wears to the white party, season two, nice. episode one. Everyone loves it. I've had people buy it for bridal showers, bachelorette parties. I actually have one of my own. So, I mean, it's just a fan favorite. I love that. Oh, my gosh. The white party is epic. I know. (laughs) I feel like we always hear when you listen to interviews with Gossip Girl or just fans of Gossip Girl, the white party is always talked about Mm -hmm. when it comes to the fashion part of it. 100%. 100%. And Serena's Oscar de la Renta dress was (sighs) insane. (laughs) Yeah. Whose um, wardrobe do you think like both best suits you? Which one do you gravitate towards the most? So, I mean, in terms of character, I would say I'm a Serena. Personally, love Blair, but I, Serena's just a girl after my own heart. So lively, fun-loving, just love her. Um, wardrobe, I'd say it's a mix of both. Like, I definitely, some days I'll go for the more polished, preppy look. And then obviously some days we want the effortless, like, boho style that like lively as perfected. So the mix. Right. Do you ever find when you're sourcing for your page and to sell that you're like, oh, I don't want to sell that because I want to keep it for myself. <laughs> All the time. Let me tell you, as I was getting ready for this interview, I was debating. I was like, huh, like, do I put on a Gossip Girl piece? Like, what do I do? So I have Blair's um, Zara blazer that she wears in season one. So it's one of the only pieces that they actually repeat costume wise. So there were a few, I want to say, and let me tell you, my knowledge of Gossip Girl fashion is it, it like extent it's so it's gotten to a point where it's unhealthy uh but I can tell you this is one of the items that she wears twice so she wears it in season one episode 10 and then season one episode 13 it's like a navy and red striped blazer and I was debating throwing it on it's one of my favorites but then I was like you know what like I'm just gonna be comfy casual um but that's one of the ones I've kept for myself let me think oh Serena's um it's Venacava, the brand. It's super old anthropology, but it's from season one, episode four with the photo shoot that they do, mm-hmm. Bad News Blair. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like a, it has a city print almost. And I love New York City. I just think the show in itself is like a love letter to the city. Um, and it has purple detailing and stuff. That's one of my favorites I've kept as well. So how many times have you seen the show? Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, well, let me tell you, I've seen it probably through its entirety um, four times, but I'm constantly finding screen caps and YouTube clips or everything. So I feel like I've seen bits and pieces more than others. Um, but yeah, a huge fan. And do you have a favorite season? 
Oh, 100%. Um, season one. So I don't know if you know this. I mean, you guys probably do. But season one had a different producer. And so it has more of a dark, I want to say, oh my gosh, I get the Josh's mixed up because there's Josh Saffron and Josh Schwartz along with Stephanie Savage who produced the show. And I want to say Schwartz and Savage were season one and then Saffron and Savage were two through six. But anyways, season one has a different vibe almost from the rest of the seasons. And I love when they were young and the fashions were more accessible and everything. Um, So love season one. Out of the male characters, whose fashion do you think was the best? Oh, my God. <laughs> I think you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> like, so yeah. I, I had the pleasure of actually uh, meeting with Ed Westwick. And so I think I posted about this. This was um, November of last year. And obviously, you did as well. He is just the kindest, like sweetest, very different from his character. Um, mm-hmm. We all know and love Chuck, but Ed is just um, incredible. And so I personally love Chuck's tailored suits. I love the way I did a post on this a little while back, but a lot of his outfits coordinated with Blair's. So like yes. ties or pocket squares or colors. Um, and I think the stylist Eric Damon just did an impeccable job of, you know, making all their wardrobes so like their character. So yeah, and I, we've read a bunch of interviews with Eric Damon saying how he purposely would match them and would take into consideration like the theme or the plot was going to be in especially like Blair and Chuck's wardrobe, which is so interesting and such a great idea. And it, it really resonates. And now people talk about this till, till this day about how epic that was <laughs> and how different that was. Yeah, he's great. Amazing. Would you, I mean, have you ever met him? <laughs> um, I can I like for you, hope. that would be like the Messiah, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So um, who would you say is your favorite character? I know you said you, you're more like you, Serena. Is she your favorite? Yeah. So Serena okay. and Chuck are my favorites, I would say. Um, as I've watch the show more and see more fan edits and et cetera. I also have to say Lily, I feel like is really underappreciated. Like some of her lines are just hilarious um, and love her style. Kelly Rutherford. It's amazing. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I, I know Blair is a fan favorite and I know that's a bit of a controversial opinion, no disrespect towards Blair. um, But I, I just, I think some of her actions personally I can't agree with and I know it's just a tv show but I don't know (laughs) Uh, totally and you know one can say that also about Chuck (laughs) yes yes you're right you're right but we the heart wants what it wants right so who was your ship back then when you were first watching it oh my god I was a diehard Chuck and Blair 100 (laughs) percent what about you guys (laughs) I think uh, I think you're gonna laugh at who our ship was well okay my ultimate ship on this show is Natessa Nate and Vanessa (laughs) hold on what her face her face however however we do believe chair deserve to be together Mm -hmm. in the end we were we finally came to the terms with it and I guess we came to terms with Dan and Serena yes but we we never truly felt the passion between the Dan Serena. That was just us. Okay. <laughs> but but we um, but s- I mean Vanya and Dorota, yes. they're the best ship on yep. the whole show. Yes. Yep. Yes. But yeah, and at a time in season one when Natessa was a thing, Michelle and I were like, This is healthy. This is good. I mean, you have to take into consideration our age and life perspective and the way we're watching it. Michelle had never seen the show. So it was her first time in her 30s watching it. So you're like, what is the most healthy here? <laughs> but at the end of the day, we we were like, I guess we're team chair because we were definitely not going to be team uh, Dan and Serena. So, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I actually, I thought Vanessa's, Vanessa was Nate's best partner, like as mm-hmm. well. Um, and I've never heard anyone say that. So that's why I laughed. I was like, I genuinely, I've never had a comment like that. I've never heard anyone say that. So. 
Leave it to us. Yeah, yeah. when we got to speak with Jessica Zor at Epics and Chill, I just had to tell her. It just came out of my mouth. of like, I thought the best relationship <laughs> was Vanessa and Nate. We were talking about Gossip Girl. It wasn't just like vomit of the mouth <laughs> on our part. She's like, oh, that's so nice to hear. But like, I, we said it the whole time. Yeah, the, the whole, whole time. time. We loved it. Because Nate never really found that like no. special someone in our opinion, at least. And we just felt like Nate and Vanessa were, were good for each other at a time in the season, first season. Yeah. You know, so. Who would you say is your least favorite character? Okay. So this is another interesting question. Some of my opinions, I will say, are unpopular. Like I've gotten, I've gotten some comments about this. Um, That's us as well. So you're welcome. Yeah. Welcome to the fam. <laughs> Great. It's like a welcoming environment. Um, So I have to say Jenny and well, in like, you know, Bart Bass and obviously all the villains, but like out of the main, I would say Jenny. And I know a lot of people dislike Vanessa more than Jenny. Um, And I have to say though, I just think I, I just, I can't, you know, agree with some of her actions and some of her behavior, especially towards the people who were initially, welcoming and just the way she acted during her transformation I thought was extremely out of character um I wasn't a fan of it I think Vanessa had a good heart with everything she did and she had good intentions the same way with like people will kind of get upset at Serena for some of the things she did and yes like it's just a show but I think the character in itself like she had good intentions with the most of the things she did um and I love Jenny's like fashion designer plot line though. So when we talk about plot lines, that's one of my favorites. Um, and I thought it was nice to see that progress, but not my favorite character. Yeah. Well, let's go into that then. If So I don't know what you're, if you listed yours in order or you just decided to pick five and they're all like just your favorites, but um, I, a lot of our listeners picked Jenny's fashion line as one of their favorites of the series. So is that what, that's one of your top five, let's just say storylines of the show. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We love, we loved Jenny and we also like on popular opinion, we also loved Vanessa, but nobody, nobody seems to like Vanessa. We had a lot of very unpopular opinions, um, in our trajectory of the show. Yeah, that, uh, people did not agree with. <laughs> I'd say so. If you listen to Three Gossip Girls, I'm sure. Well, we've had people clap back at us, but I, I actually really liked Jenny. I felt in the beginning she was the most relatable, and then when she left, I felt like I was kept looking for little Jay. Mm. So, but her fashion storyline was also one of my favorites. I thought that was I loved seeing that and how that all went down. Yeah, yeah definitely. What's another favorite of yours? Um, I loved Serena's journey to find her father. And then when she got kind of messed up with the Carter Basin stuff mm-hmm. and at the Greenwich Polo Club, and when she kind of got back to being like the it girl and all the paparazzi and the fun loving Serena, I thought that was a great storyline. I loved Carter Basin. <laughs> I liked Carter and Serena together. Yeah, I actually could see them more than, than, than what, Dan, end, what yeah. happened. <laughs> Right. I forgot about Carter. What about you? What's the favorite of yours? Um, What's your top? Because I think I know what your top okay. is. So we're going to jump all around here and that's okay. But my top is the whole season four Juliet storyline. Me too. I loved Juliet. It was the mystery <laughs> aspect of it. I felt season four was the best season. Season one was good. But season four, mystery wise, we both loved that storyline. We did. And all of my favorites, all of my tops are very similar because they all center around some sort of like surprise or mystery. And that was my number one was Juliet. I loved from start to finish us figuring out who she is, us as the audience knowing way before the characters do, how she leads up to Serena. I mean, obviously, towards the end of her uh, time on the show, it wasn't as great because <laughs> then you're like, OK, Juliet, get out of here. You're annoying. But the beginning, like the the possibilities of figuring out who she actually was, I loved loved that so much yeah your thoughts on Juliet um I honestly I I I I didn't love her as a character but I liked the drama she brought and I agree with Mm -hmm. you that was one of the storylines I wrote down as well um and one of my favorite quotes from the show is when you know they're all gathering outside Lincoln Center the whole 
uh, Chuck, Dan, uh, Nate, Serena, and oh my God, Chuck, Dan. Yeah, was Dan there? Uh, no, it was just the non-judgmental breakfast. Yes, it was club. just the four. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, and Blair's like they're all like throwing insults at Juliet, and Blair's like, "Well, you can believe the part where she does her own hair." Mm-hmm. Like, love that, love that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I I thought she brought a lot of fun drama to the show. I love that scene because I've seen that scene so many times, especially like on socials, and they're all in like the most outrageous outfits, and they're just throwing disses out there, and it's the best. I'm like, this is so quintessential gossip girl i loved it so much um what's another favorite of yours another favorite would be anytime georgina came into the picture yes yes, yes. oh my gosh we, that was a popular one with the listeners too they love georgina who doesn't love georgina the best <laughs> i so great anytime she meddled i was like yes you know it was gonna be a good episode when georgina made an appearance mm-hmm. oh my god yes yes yeah, and her, I mean, obviously we know, we know the fashion was great, but every time, even especially towards the end, she was so decked out in like necklace after necklace after necklace and like these big sunglasses, like she just looked always amazing and it just fit her personality so well that you're like, she's just a queen. She's a freaking queen. Yes. We love And I, I have to ask you guys, did you see on the official Gossip Girl Instagram that Michelle Trattenberg mm. is coming back for season two of the reboot? <gasps> yeah. Do you didn't see this match? No, oh I just got chills. She's in the theater and it's like from far away and it says something about like, oh, we see sparks or something like that. You know, I, I, I have chills right now. No, I did not see that. That makes me so excited because of Milo too. Right. So I, obviously sense. you're watching the new Gossip Girl. Yeah. Yeah. How are you liking it? I mean, so I personally have mixed feelings. Um, yeah. It's a very different vibe from the original. And whenever people ask me, I say, what you kind of have to do is just separate it from the original. I don't really like to look at the ties between them. I view them as two separate shows because it does have much more of the essence of a show that would be popular today. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like, it's interesting. I actually, I thought part two, so, you know, they released it in two segments I thought the second half of season one was better and yes. I did I attended um I know you guys are local to New York City so I don't know if you had the chance to do the uh Gossip Girl pop-up in Soho when they did no. Friendsgiving pop-up okay <sighs> great it was incredible it was hands down one of my favorite events um and so that kind of changed my perspective and I realized you know, they were like upping their PR. I was like excited. They were doing better marketing, better promotion. I was excited for the new season. Mm. And I think it genuinely has improved. So I'm excited to see what they have in store for season two. Yeah, I think we had the same thoughts. We loved the second half better than the first half. The characters are interesting, um, but it definitely, like you said, it it feels like a today show where they're uh, they're very inclusive, which is great. Um, but it's just it's a different vibe. But yeah, when someone would ask us what how do we feel about it, it's like you just have to separate the two entities. There's original Gossip Girl and then there's new Gossip Girl, and they're not the same. It has similar themes, but I mean, you find out who Gossip Girl is in the first episode. <laughs> so <laughs> And I think there's room for both. Absolutely. And you could be a fan of both and they're like we said, just different and you just can love both. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's done a great job of kind of bringing in a new demographic of viewers, especially with the new show on Netflix. Um, and then it was switched to HBO. And I want to say I saw a statistic that was like it increased such a significant amount, the viewership over quarantine. Mm. So I think it's great that a whole new generation of viewers are being exposed to the show and the original and the reboot kind of brought more people to the original and the original right. brought people to the reboot. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, just a whole big community that they love Gossip Girl. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm glad you're liking it because we're going to, I mean, we do a, a mini podcast about it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, if you're interested, there, <laughs> there's there. Um, so there's going to be a controversial, My one of my favorites is um, the beginning of the W with Blair and Dan. That's mine I as well. Loved that whole storyline. <laughs> I know people do not you agree came, with us. You came to the most controversial podcast. You really did. I, <laughs> I mean, I knew some of this when I was coming on, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I loved the that little bit of 
not cat and mouse, but just they're both super competitive people. And they're similar in a lot of ways. And we never really got to see them bond. And this is where they finally Blair respects him and he respects her. And while they're just obnoxious together, it was I loved seeing the possibility of what could have been. And Michelle and I really loved the what if we were getting butterflies like, okay, Dan and Blair, this might happen. And then once it did happen, we were like, okay, you could definitely stop this now. But we loved that just like possibility of the two like probably most well towards the end Dan really wasn't interesting. We we had we lost so much respect for Dan as a character towards the end of our go that um yeah, Blair deserved better than that. But Anyway, I digress. You also had that on your It was also, um, I felt that those two, like in the beginning and watching them go back and forth, they're very strong actors and that came through and I feel they had a great rapport with one another and I absolutely loved it. It it gave me Seth Summer vibes from the OC and I I got a kick out of them. So yes, I'm with you on that. Have you dabbled in any other of the teen drama realm? Any other shows that you are loving? Yeah, so I um, love Vampire Diaries. That's one of my mm-hmm. favorites. Awesome. Um, and I'm so excited. I'm so excited to listen to the um, second part of your Epics and Chill recap. I just listened to the first one with where, you know, talked about the whole weekend. That was really fun as I was getting ready for this. Um, but I also love Pretty Little Liars. Gotten a little stuck on the fifth season, to be completely honest with you. Mm. Um haven't seen the OC yet. I've seen a few snippets. Um, what am I missing? Anything? One Tree Hill. Oh, I've seen a I've seen a few episodes. It sucks. I am <laughs> so busy with everything I'm doing in the store and too much gossip girl, I'm afraid. Uh, yeah. But what about you guys? I know. Oh. I know. Um, but. Well, the OC is Michelle's absolute fra- favorite show, I think, of all time. Favorite teen drama. Yeah, favorite teen drama. Yeah. Um, I mean, my, my my favorite show of all time is Friends. I really have, like, my like, the niche. We just kind of started the niche, and now, I mean, I love them all equally. All the shows we talk about, they're all, they all have something that obviously grabs you and grabs the fandoms, and people love it, and um, makes what we do easy because people love the content that we're talking about because it's the shows that people loved growing up and still watch this day and binge it and it's their comfort and they can watch it when they're sick. They can watch it when they're sad, you know, it's 100%. just, yeah, it's just a great um, facet of what we do. Yeah. I want to share a con, maybe this will be controversial favorite storyline of mine. Upon reflection, since we wrapped on three gossip girls and watching the whole it's series, been, it's been a, over it's like a month and a half since we've wrapped yeah uh the death of bart twice that's your favorite that made top five because i feel like it truly defined that this is a soap opera yes could you agree that this show is a soap opera (laughs) i could agree yeah yeah um especially towards that that last scene of chuck with him on the roof and you're like the music is so ridiculous and it was great yeah i think the idea of the fact that they killed him And then they're seasons later, like, oh, yeah, let's bring him back. I just want to know the thought process Mm. and was this planned the whole time. Do you have any insight on that? (laughs) Yeah, right. Like our Gossip Girl (laughs) expert. I mean, I don't have any insight on the Bart thing. Right. (laughs) A tidbit, I I mean, I wish. A tidbit I can share. I don't know if you all know this, but did you know Gossip Girl was originally slated to be Eric instead of Dan? Yes. And then we also read that it was supposed to be Nate. Oh my god! Wait, I haven't read that anywhere. Yeah, where did we? Someone sent it to us an article about how it was Eric, but then people found out it was Eric, yeah, or figured it out, and so then they changed it to Nate, and then it was only supposed to be Dan in. It was supposed to be Dan season six, but other than that, we were supposed to think that it was Nate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense. So, um, how do you feel about the reveal of Dan being Gossip Girl? So. I mean, I have to say, I I think it was great. Like, I think it genuinely wrapped up the series really well. And I get chills every time I watch the finale. I've seen that, like, you know, the ending scene, the wedding scene, and then when they mm-hmm. go into the 
you're the townhouses and they're like, oh, like you'll never get rid of me. The XOXO gossip girl. And I think it was great because he was always trying to get inside of the world. Like that was always something he was striving for. And then when you think back, like it does make sense. It does kind of reveal his end motives. And I mean, like it, it, it just, I think it's, he's was always an outsider trying to get in. Um, what about you guys? Yeah, I think when all is said and done and we finished, when we finished the finale, we both felt like we couldn't absorb. And then I ended up watching it again because that was, that happened to be my first time ever watching the finale because I stopped watching the show after season three mm-hmm. when it was live on air many moons ago. And uh, I think upon reflection, we were we were happy with it. I think it's what made the most sense. And uh, that entire last season, him with his like satires of the Upper East Side and each chapter and his serial. And you're like, okay, if you do not know that it's him, there's no way you could think it's anyone else. Yeah. But, you know, it just it, it just was all wrapped up in like a little nice bow and. At the end, he wins, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I felt the finale, they did a really, really good job. It was like this, like this show has a great pilot that mm. sucks you in. Yeah. And the way they ended it with the series finale, I thought was really, really well done and it made sense. So, yeah, I was happy we with were the happy ending. With it. And I know it did get a lot of backlash when it was when it premiered because my sister did watch it live on television, like from start to finish. And she was like, this was a really ridiculous way of ending the show. And when she told me it was Dan, I was like, wait, what? And then, you know, we watch it all these years later and I'm like, it makes so much sense though. It really does. So I liked it. You know, what was another storyline that it was your favorite? Um, I, Okay. I have to say that I don't know if this technically is a storyline, but I loved kind of Blair's feminism and her desire to achieve her own goals before getting together with Chuck. So like, Mm. um, I want to say this was like season four, episode eight, nine, nine, the saints and sinners party when they're outside, she's in the red dress. Um, and they're kind of talking and she's like, I need to be Blair Waldorf before I can be Chuck Bass's girlfriend. And then that storyline kind of, it reappears in season six when they need to achieve their own goals before they can get together. I thought that was a really good example of how she's, I mean, not a positive role model, but she has, I don't know, some tendencies that I think are really empowering. Yes. Agreed. And we did love that then too, when she told him like, it's not the time. And then progressively throughout the rest of the series, then it's like that push and pull, will they, won't they? And it's so exhausting yep. that finally in season six, we're like, oh, my God, just freaking do it already. Because like, you know, it's just, you know, it's coming. Yeah. You know, and Michelle, like I said, had never seen it. And even some day one, she's like, chair is endgame, chair is endgame, chair is endgame. And I was like, OK. And I'm, in my head, I'm like, yeah, I know they are. So it just made like the end result. Like you just wanted to just to get to it faster because it's like you could have predicted that those two would end up together. Um, And then the way that they did get engaged and did get married was like super understated, but also ridiculous Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. hindsight, because you have to get married because they're, you know, afraid that Blair is going to have to like (laughs) speak publicly about him in like court. (laughs) But it was very them, you know, it was very so them. It was so them. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, I think that's a, I love, I love that as a, as a top storyline because we did really enjoy the evolution of Blair, even though pretty much all these characters stayed exactly the same as where they were from day one to, you know, the last season. Minus Chuck. Minus Chuck. We felt Chuck probably had the most growth out of all of the characters. Um, But yeah, Blair, we, we loved Blair and her, her arc. We always, show. we always complimented her as a strong female character yes, throughout, throughout watching it. Yeah. Yeah. What was one of your favorites? Um, I actually have Giuseppe Chuck. I also have that. So let me refer- okay. <laughs> reference Giuseppe Chuck was when after Chuck got shot. No, stabbed, stabbed on the street no. when he got right. mugged and stabbed. Yeah. And then the next morning, well, but he awakens and he's like, I'm Henry Prince. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle and I actually both equally liked that. I liked um, his path of finding himself again. And he was a softer Chuck. And Eva was like a really good addition to his life. Um, She 
ended up you know that was like the, the shortest storyline ever we wish it would have went on just a little bit longer but um we had fun with that with that peasanty chuck who just wanted to be <laughs> like he just wanted to go and live his life and not go back to the upper east side and then they were like no you need your chuck bass you literally have to come back because i don't know my Blair's well, like i don't know my life without you like you need to come back and that epic train scene with her amazing dress oh, so good so, so good I have a little, I don't want to interrupt, but I oh, have no, please a little don't. tidbit about the dress. Yeah. I mean, you guys are blowing me away with your knowledge, um, but this is something that I, I don't even know if I've posted about it. Like very few people know it. Um, but if you've watched Eric Damon's interviews, he mentioned that Blair's dress at the train station is actually orange and it appears red on camera. Yes, I read that somewhere and someone said it was orange. And I was like, it's not orange, it's red. But he keeps saying that it's not. Wow, I did not know that. Are there any still photographs? Will it appear in a photograph as orange? I mean, it definitely has more of a tint of an orange yeah. tint. Because with the train station lighting, it looks a little more red. But right. I haven't I haven't seen anything where it looks like <gasps> purely orange. Did he say that on wow. Jessica's podcast? I read th- I read know. this somewhere. Yeah, I don't know where I read this, but I was like, yeah. why? Why did he say it was orange? It was red, and now, when, to go back to your point, I remembered then reading. He was like, no, it is actually orange. Wow. Well, the, I feel like I'm hearing this for the first yeah. time. So thank you for thank sharing you for that. the trivia. That's, of course. Wow. I love it. Yeah. Um. Do you have any? Do we get? Do we do five for you? How many? How many are we up to? Oh my gosh, I wasn't <laughs> counting. It's okay. Um, you keep going. I mean, let me look. I can share. So I was actually going to say the um, the Paris story as well, uh, or the Paris, you know, storyline. Um, and I mean, I think that's it. I just, I, yeah, I'd say that's it. Probably. I I just have one more. I have yeah, two. Yeah. I have one more, and then I have just the honorable mention. I have. It's not really a storyline. It's just a moment. But it's in season one. I think it's episode five when Jenny doesn't go to the sleepover yeah and I feel like there was a mic drop moment with Blair and she shows up and Blair's like here you can have the bed and then yeah. she gets to keep the jacket I mm-hmm. believe or something and she's like I'll see you at lunch I was like yes Jenny yeah we loved that moment oh I thought that was powerful I actually have um Ivy the beginning of Ivy when we find out that she is not who she says she is and the whole like working with Carol and then obviously like the part two, not so much. But I loved like the mystery again, the mystery aspect of who Chivy, we call her Chivy, was. And then I had an honorable mention. Honestly, was just Dan being Gossip Girl. Mm-hmm. I thought that that is an epic moment and a, a storyline that is from start to finish. Even though it's technically it wasn't supposed to be Dan from day one, but you could spin it that it was him from day one. And so I thought it was just really clever. And again, it's the mystery. I just really like that mystery yeah. <laughs> and like the reveals and like, it, I just, it grabs you. Yeah, definitely. And okay. So let's, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, 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 please go. I just wanted to ask, what are your bottom storylines? What did you not like about gossip girl? Okay. So, my least favorite of the entire show, it was hard to get through, was the Ben Donovan Serena dynamic. Yeah. It was, I'm telling you, it was just so icky. Cringy. The fact that he was her teacher, she was like 15. I went like, ugh, not a fan. Yeah. I loved how it started. And then once you added Ben into the mix and he gets out of prison, you're like, oh no, 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 uh-uh. no. <laughs> It was super icky from day one, and it continued to be icky until the day that he left the show. Uh, yeah. Um, mine's going to be controversial. My my number one bottom storyline is that Serena. Oh, like just Serena in just general? Serena. <laughs> I love oh, what? <laughs> because I feel, and I, I'm interested to get your opinion on this, I feel like from day one to the last day, they didn't do anything with her story. I feel like she had so much potential to be great. And then we dissected the finale and it was everyone had what they were doing. And Serena was like, I'm being married. I'm getting married. And we were like, well, that shouldn't be her end path. I wanted to know what she did with her life. Like, where do you think Serena? Where do you think she went from there? 
Um, honestly, so, okay. Yeah. That I, so I listened to your finale dissection. I've listened to quite a few of your gossip girl episodes. Thank you. Um, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, and they're good to have in the background while I'm listing or whatever. But, um, one of the, so, I mean, personally, I loved, I want to say season three when she was supposed to go to Brown, but she did kind of just running around the city instead mm-hmm. being Serena and so when Tori Birch made her cameo and she was like trying to get an internship with Tori Birch, like I can see Serena working in kind of not a corporate girl, perhaps, but I could see her doing something in marketing or something that's like creative and kind of free flowing, not anything restraining. And I can also see her just being an Upper East Side housewife like Lily um, yeah. and just being glamorous all day. Yeah, and I can see that path for her too. I can see either path that you just suggested. I just feel like we always, we did like, we recycled a lot of the same stuff with her and like they did the same thing with Nate, but then at the end of the day, Nate is becoming mayor. Let's just say he ran, he ran and he got it. But I, we felt like a little, I don't know, let down by Serena. We, we wanted so much. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to put down her character because I'm not saying she was my least favorite character. She, she certainly wasn't. Yeah. But I wanted so much for her and I feel like the writers didn't give it to her. And yeah, so no, that I, was the letdown. I totally especially, get that. Totally. Yeah, especially for a main character. The right. It girl. The it girl was not it. Right. And then to get to the end and it's like, well, where where is Serena? Like, I would have liked it to end where we just see her walking down the street, maybe like in a power suit and maybe some undescript man holding her hand or maybe no man. And that's it. Like, let me think that Serena's owning the city. And she mm. very, mal- very well may be doing that right. with Dan. But I wanted yeah. more for her. Yeah, I feel like she got um, like a little lost in a Dan's shadow, especially towards the end. And I wanted her to shine more. That's yeah. all. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about you? Did you have? Uh, probably one of my, I mean, I have a lot, but I hated the whole Scott storyline. Oh my God. I wrote that down too. Yes. <laughs> it's so bad. And then the fact that we bring him in and we never speak of him again. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. He wasn't even at the wedding. I know. Or Thanksgiving's anything. Nothing. Why did they do this? They could have just re if they didn't want the actor, let's say the actor wasn't available, just recast because I feel like for continuity, we're big about family and friendship. Like I want to see a whole big Thanksgiving, a whole big wedding. I want to see everyone there. And then you're just going to write in this character and never speak of him ever again. And then also Cyrus, Aaron Rose, literally is Blair's stepbrother. And we Aaron never Rose. see him ever again. That was another one. But yeah, but, but they would have, they in season six, they'd be like, oh, you know, Rufus would be like, I touched in with Jenny and I touched in with Eric. They could have even said somewhere along the line, oh, I just got off the phone with Scott. They like, never did. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. The writers wanted to forget they wrote him in, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was on your bottom as well. Yeah, so that was. Um, and just touching back on the Aaron Rose thing, it's funny you mentioned that. He was just so unnecessary. Um, the only reason why I thought there was some redeeming value with that plot line was Serena wore some epic sweaters mm-hmm. to visit him at the gallery. She wanted to like show off the little, you know, artistic, <laughs> like bohemian girl that he wanted. So she wore this killer Valentino, like V-neck with this encrusting on the V. Really good. That was one of my favorites. <sighs> I love her wardrobe. She has my favorite wardrobe, I think. Serena. Oh, for sure. Which I think is, is Blake, right? Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. like, you do whatever you need to do, Blake, because you look fabulous. Yeah. I have the Grimaldi's. I could not do the Grimaldi's. <laughs> From the beginning, Louis was sweet. And then it just very quickly escalated into a storyline where I felt like we didn't need Blair to get married to him. We didn't yeah. need Blair to have his baby or whoever's, you know, or, you know, get pregnant with that. But I, I just... It wasn't necessary for me to watch in this. It didn't change the trajectory of the show at all because like then he was gone and the the show was still the same. Yeah. <laughs> That's just my opinion. I agree. Did with you have you. that on your list too or no? I didn't. No. But I, I agree with you on that. It, it went on for a little too long. Too long. It was way too long. We didn't need them to get married. Yeah. It could have just ended before that. 
yeah. was another plot that you didn't really care for. The Russell, I never hear this talked about, but the Russell Thorpe plot. So oh. when he comes into town yes. and he just tries to dismantle Bass Enterprises. And Raina. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. I loved Raina. Yeah, she was but, great. But, mm, but Russell, Russell was a snooze. Talk about forgettable because I forgot until you just had to explain it. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because he was Bart's competitor, right? And at that point, Bart, I mean, he was alive, but we didn't know he was alive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was unnecessary, too. I feel like they, they did Raina dirty because her the her and the Nate relationship. And it just was, um, yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Not great. Uh, <laughs> I have Ivy dating Rufus. Same. Oh, my God. <laughs> Total. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. It was so gross. Gross. <sighs> yeah. I, I just had I had just had Ivy part two. Just like the yeah. second half of her storyline where after she's outed and it's just like the takedown of Lily. And at the end of the day, we were so confused even if whose vendetta was it? Was it Lola's vendetta? Was it William's vendetta? It wasn't because William wanted to be with her. It was so confusing. And we're just at the end of it. We're like, okay, Chivy, just go. Just go, please. Not necessary. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I have also threesome question mark. (laughs) I still can't get over it. <laughs> the NYU episodes are something I try to kind of block out mm, from my mind. Yeah. Mm, the school fan. years are the school years, which is like only like what half a season. Yeah. Because they, then they don't go back to school. But it just felt like a whole different show. Like Blair going to she went to Columbia. No, she went to um, NYU. NYU and then transferred and then right and then transferred and then her and dan and vanessa all at the same school and then serena not going to school it just it was a weird time on the show and then they bring in hillary duff who i love Mm -hmm. but then her characters her character was cute and adorable and a good girlfriend and she was an actress but then that whole threesome thing and then that's how like the vanessa dan stuff happens which actually i forgot about that i should have put that on my bottom because i hated that i hated that so much yeah i didn't like that Mm -mm, no um with the with the college stuff um i have to say though i thought it was interesting like i liked how they did explore that but then i was like why would you not continue it i don't understand why they just did half a season like there's some stuff that i feel like the writers kind of chose to ignore i don't know what happened but Mm -hmm. agreed yeah that was definitely a storyline that is like the forgotten like oh we forgot these guys went to school yeah and they were at by the end of the show i think they were i mean we it's like we rarely hear ages but i think they were supposed to be like 22 and it's like what you had that whole you just forgot about the college thing College knowledge. College knowledge. It's true. What else do you have on your list? So I have the Sage and Steven Spence. Really? Yeah. He just, I was just going to yes. say that. That whole, oh we could have just eliminated that entire, we could have done so much with season six and we didn't do anything with six. Six was our worst season. Did we say six was our worst? Yeah. But like, besides the finale. To add in those characters and then to keep Sage, she was a fine actress. It's not her, but why no, did we just, put so much stock in her in season six and then her to date Nate? I hate it. Hated. Uh-uh. hated it was so icky and it was so unnecessary to add her in to the whole mix and then at the end she's like helping him figure out who gossip girl is i'm like no just yeah. just go <laughs> just go off to constance and we'll talk about you at another time i just yeah we did not like that and that was a lot it was very popular on our listeners submitted their likes and dislikes and that was a huge one was yeah. steven and sage i think that's it with all of my my bottom do you have any other bottoms or any other tops um let, so i actually wait i thought of one and then i completely lost it <laughs> but i have another one okay and i don't know if this totally counts but the cantillion episodes woven throughout loved those mm. i loved when jenny and nate went to cantillion yeah. together and he just like popped up and she looked fabulous and he was her date and everyone was like so jealous that was epic <laughs> that was really great i really liked that yeah we loved the cotillion except for sage's cotillion because that one just Ugh. doesn't count Same. but jenny and 
the other, the our our core cotillion yeah. is great. They love those cotillions on the teen dramas. Oh yeah. Oh, we, yeah. Did you ever have? I mean, you're from New York, right? So you didn't. Uh, we don't have cotillions really here, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, I've I've heard of them happening. I would love to, you know, attend one. They look fabulous, but right? I haven't. Yeah. Have you done the um the Gossip Girl tour? Yeah, so I have. So um, this incredible tour company, they're called On Location Tours. They do a ton of these. And so they do, I want to say Sex and the City, another one of my favorite shows. Um, yeah. Gossip Girl, The Sopranos, I think a few others, but that's all I have on the top of my head. But great tours. Tour guides are super informative. Um, they take you to all these great places in the city. Like it's on a nice tour bus. Like it's, it's so fun and you meet other fans and stuff. Um, and so I did a post on that a while back, but great, great opportunity, especially for anyone who's visiting and doesn't have the time to look up everything and travel and Uber everywhere and stuff. So it's nice to have it all consolidated in one tour. That's exciting. I mean, that's definitely on our list of things to do because it's like a hop and a skip away. So it's like, why haven't we done it yet? But I've only heard good things. And at the point we were going to go, Michelle had not seen like a lot of stuff. So we were like, I don't want her to like, because I think you go to the Empire. Do you go to the Empire? And I was like, like, at that point, like the Empire didn't even happen yet. And I was like, well, maybe later on when you know things, we'll go. So now we we have to go. There's no excuse. I actually had a Sopranos one booked. I love the Sopranos. It's probably like my number one TV show. But uh, two two Christmases ago, but then COVID happened and it's always been on the back burner, but I've always wanted to do a location tour in New York City. I'm like, yeah. we haven't done that yet. Yeah, we it's, went to, we a, to um, the Sex in the City. We saw a couple. We saw Carrie's Brown Stone. Yeah. yeah. And they, uh, there was another one we went to. So like that was that was cool. It's just yeah. nice to see. And they have, but they, ha- they have it roped off, but it's still cool that you can go and yeah. up to it and see it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I have a ahead. question uh with your fashion mm-hmm. and seeking out is there a piece you are on the hunt for that you haven't come across yet good question huh. <laughs> um that's a really good question a lot of the gowns the gowns are tricky so i would say my favorite fashion moment from the entire show is season 4 you know the the lincoln center ballet serena's gray zuhar murad dress it was actually, it wasn't custom made, but it was shortened. The front piece section was shortened. So she would have like a longer, I mean, it, it appeared longer, the train. Um, and I've seen, I've seen Juliet's dress for sale. It's also Zuhar Murad, I believe, but I don't know how many people are in the market for Juliet clothing. Um, <laughs> but that's what I would love to find. It's probably my top. I hope you do. I know, me too. <laughs> I'm like so rooting for beautiful. you. Yes. I find this so fascinating, like everything you're doing and seeking out these items. And I just want to keep like talking and talking and talking about this, but I won't do that. <laughs> yeah. And so you also have pieces from the Vampire Diaries and Little Liars on your shop as well. Yeah. So I actually, I have it all on a rolling rack. I'm in my office right now. I'll show you guys after the episode wraps yeah. if you'd like. Um, but so I have, I just, I also just got into clothing from Euphoria. I don't know if you've seen Euphoria. Not uh, yet. But so I have some of Maddie's clothes. I have some Cassie being shipped to me right now, but I have a lot of pretty little liars. I have the iconic red coat. So they wear <gasps> it, um, you know, like the name red coat, but then mm-hmm. Allison wears this coat. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> no, I was going to, we just, we're, we have a new podcast coming. Well, by then it'll be announced. By then it'll be announced. We're going to be, we're going to, yeah, it is. Yes. So now, you know, uh, and I've never seen it. Yes. So, so I'm like, it's okay. I, my I, I know the red coat. I know the red <laughs> yeah. coat. Um, That's epic. Yeah. So it's, I actually, I have two. I have one listed, one I'm debating keeping super rare. I've like never seen it sold. Um, it was a piece I identified the brand myself. So some of the stuff I have to do it if it's not public domain. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, oh, I actually have a lot of stuff from Vampire Diaries. Vampire Diaries is like my second top show. And I've been super fortunate. I've had some collectors. So when the show wrapped in Covington, there was like a wardrobe sale. So like the physical items from the set were sold. I kid you not for like 
dirt cheap. Like they were sold at like a church rummage sale. And you know, I have some other set clothing from Gossip Girl and Pretty Little Liars. And so, you know, these items are real. If like they have tags, they have things, alterations that couldn't have been faked. And Mm -hmm. so these clothes, like I kid you not, were sold for, I don't know, maybe 50 bucks and they're like worth $800 like now. So I have some of those, I'm keeping them for myself right now, but I have a ton of just exact match clothing that I'm selling as well. Wow. That's incredible. So cool. (laughs) That's so awesome. I'm like so in awe of everything that you're doing because I never in a million years would have thought to do that. (laughs) You know, find the pieces of clothing from all the shows that people love. We've always wondered. I mean, I know I've wondered about it. Like, oh, I love this T-shirt. I love these pair of pants. I love this bag. I love those shoes. Yeah. How do I find it? But how do you find it? I know people have found like dupes of things and like a lot of the stuff. I think uh, in the beginning of Pretty Little Liars, there was like a lot of things were accessible because they were getting it off of like, you know, the the stores that people can buy clothing in and not huge designers. Uh, So it's really cool that you're getting such such big designers and such high price ticket items it's it's incredible yeah and we'll link all your shops absolutely in, in the show notes so people can shop here thank you yeah so um i think that's a wrap but this has been so much fun we're so thankful that you came on and you got to tell our listeners all about your shop and um they'll definitely check it out because we have a lot of gossip girl and pretty little liars and vampire diaries fans that listen. So I'm sure they're going to want to check out all the stuff that you have on there. Is there anything you want to promote? You want to promote your handle? Say anything else? Um, I mean, yeah. So you can find me at girl on Instagram, TikTok. My shops are eBay and Poshmark. Haven't formally announced this, but I'm working on getting a Shopify store set up. Um, It's going to take some time. I have a lot of like intricate design things I kind of want to work on. But that should be launched sometime in the next year. And yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to 3 Gossip Girls Podcast. You can email us at 3gossipgirlspod at gmail.com. Or if you want to follow this show and all of our others, you can head over to Instagram at Total Betty Podcast Network. This has been a Total Betty Podcast. Produced and edited by Michelle Rubenstein and Alyssa Tenio. Music by Anthony Vacora. Mm-hmm.